I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about the movies. We're here in the chill zone. My name is Scott Sweeney. I'm here with Ryan Ankner. How are you, pal? Hey, how you doing? um, What's happening, Hoops, by the way? Sorry, forgot my thing. Oh, please, you're good. I mean, kid, they're filming uh, the new Matt Damon, Casey Affleck joint on uh, the street where I live in Quincy, Massachusetts. What time are they getting here? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there are big special guests on the program mm. this evening. Wouldn't that be sick? It would, yeah. Matt, I want to talk about the toenail clippings that you left in my <clears throat> uncle's nightstand. And Casey, I want to talk about that woman that you allegedly attacked. I mentioned that toenail thing it. to everybody. <laughs> such a funny story. I'm sorry about bringing both those things up. I always have to go negative. Casey's such a talented guy. Mm. That woman was probably full of shit. We love him. Right in the beginning, I'm I'm denying I'm I'm not. Let's let's yeah, we'll power let's, through. Yep. I yep. mean, this the fact that they're filming just this movie to, is so close to me. Do it, rape apology stuff in the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like they're filming this movie right around the corner. I'm like walking down there, lingering too long. Just hoping have they asked that, you to leave? Not yet, but I do imagine them like dragging me, kicking and screaming from this set any day now. Yeah, I wonder if that's super annoying for those actually working on a set when there's just a bunch of rubbernecks like us i was i was that guy today on beacon street because they had Kid. another on exeter beacon and exeter they were filming up the a car accident of a police car actually it looked it was real it was actually a destroyed boston police car okay so fucking sick and i saw none of the actual cast members so i'm not really sure what's going on there well yeah dan drove by like when matt damon was out front like mm. doing a whole the camera in that picture looks like one of the real expensive, like red cameras. They're probably doing some close-ups at Malachy's. Is that a real place? It is. What did they put the name on it for for the movie, or did they keep it? I don't think we know that yet, but that'll be fun. It'll probably be like, like Ryan Murphy's. Yeah. Hello. Come on in. Everything on the menu is too expensive. But yeah, the whole deal—it's like very, you know, silly, but. I think it's fun. Like, I was taking pictures. They had, like, a safe on a car in the city. Ooh. They're filming this all over. I was, what is this movie about? I know nothing. I mean... I don't even think I knew the the real title until recently. They're filming it around here. I can only assume it's about bank robbers and cops and people appearing to be cops who aren't cops. Right. Potential and undercover situations. Just fighting over crime scenes for yes. 90 minutes. The stuff that I like. 190 minutes. This is what we want to see in our movies. But uh, I, I don't know. Casey Affleck is one of the most underrated guys in Hollywood. He has like ten home run movies. He's got a he won Best Actor for Manchester by the Sea, one of the saddest and uh, strongest Boston that, movies out there. I do believe that their attempt at canceling him is kind of what quieted everybody's praise for him in the sense that like he made Probably. that he did He's dope. like Out of the Furnace. I thought was really good. Mm. Who could that possibly be? Maybe the pizza pie? 
No, not for another hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it all worked out. We got it hardwired. But I mean, we're going to be following the story very closely. This is like the biggest thing going on mm -hmm. in my world right now. The fact that they're filming a Boston movie in the vicinity. This is it. Yeah. And speaking of Boston movies, uh, Ben Affleck, whose new movie Air comes out next week or maybe in two weeks. I'm sure we'll be covering it on this here program. We are indeed. I already got us the tickets. Thank it's going to be a big showing. My brother wanted to come, so I said... He doesn't want to be on the show, but he wants to join us for the movie. Oh, both. And friend of the show, Rion, will be joining us as well. That's going to be a hot one, folks. So you're going to have one. to buckle up for that. We may get, we may bully Bo into coming on the show, even though we only have three microphones now. That's so fun. we'll see what happens. I mean, it sounds like a fucking miracle of a show. I look forward to it. But there's uh, no way that that movie is bad. Like that's going to be I, so good. I got a good feeling about it. The uh, Ben Affleck is in early talks to star alongside Adam Sandler in the Safdie Brothers' next movie, which starts filming this summer, and they say it's set in the world of sports memorabilia. What do you oh. think of this duo, Adam Sandler and Ben Affleck? Powerful duo, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm into anything either of them do. And Adam Sandler makes a lot of terrible movies, so. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Are you, you couldn't be talking about Murder Mystery 2, which just came out on Netflix today. And uh, I love that that was your top suggestion of what we should watch tonight. You were like, you got Murder Mystery. There's like seven other things. And you're like, you know, we got Murder Mystery out. And what do you think? I literally and watched the first, the better part of it this morning, 5.30 this morning. It's the first thing I did. I woke up at 5.30 this morning too. I was so mad. Cheers. I hate when that happens. I do that like every day. You wake up pre-6 a.m.? Yeah. Don't you go to bed at like midnight though? Ish. Sometimes earlier. Mm, you're, you're a real yeah. night owl. I don't sleep well. The fans know this. But I, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a robot. I don't sleep at all. Huge reveal. Mm. Um, Works for me. But I mean, this movie, the more I hear about it, I just got a, a great feeling about it. Speaking of movies... Can we go on down to the trailer corner for the new Wes Anderson Asteroid City trailer opening only in theaters on June 16th? Wow, I would love that. Sounds lovely. Yeah, this is, uh, it's funny. They released the poster for this, which has like the very extensive cast on it. Like most Wes Anderson movies, everyone in the world is in this. But I couldn't even tell if it was an animated movie or live action from the poster. This is a live action one. And I think we're going to find out. We got Hanks, Schwartzman, Matt Dillon. Tom Hanks in a Wes Anderson movie is very fun. Speaking of underrated actors, I think Matt Dillon might be the most underrated guy in Hollywood. I mean, I have no problem with that take. He's always the guy that comes up for me when people ask who's underrated. I think he should have won an Oscar for something about Mary. And also maybe... Uh, Factotum. I was there. I was thinking you were going to go there. Drugstore Cowboy and The House That Jack Built are two of the coolest movies ever. And The House That Jack Built, I didn't get it until the third time I watched it. I got to watch that. But this, you got Scarlett Johansson. I mean, Wes Anderson, a lot of people bring this up as like a fault that all his movies like look like his movies in a hilarious way but i'm into it there uh he's got his own thing Uma thurman's daughter getting that work yeah what's her like name her. again maya chloe grace moretz this movie is uh they got like an alien thing going on 
A Wes Anderson alien movie? I'm in on this. Yeah, what is this like? Tom Hanks looks Nope like. meets... Uh, the meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Ooh. Nope. What's, he's Darjeeling what is the, Limited. Uh, don't worry, darling. Oh, wow. Meets nope. That's a fucked up means. Tom Hanks looks like he's standing in for Bill Murray. It looks like that's this is the role that Bill Murray would normally play in a Wes Anderson movie. But maybe that's just because he's in all his stuff and he's not in this one. And I'm just making up nonsense. Tom Hanks and Bill Murray might cancel each other out a little bit, yeah. I think this looks dope. Steve Carell, he's a new Wes Anderson guy. I think he should... Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liev Schreiber, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie. It's a hell of a fucking cast. Wow. I like when he uses new people. He uses Adrian Brody and some people like that too much. Where it's just like, you don't have to put this guy in every movie. It's like distracting that he's in all of them. I'm sold for that one. Looks like a hot one. June 16th. Believe it or not, it's right around the corner. First day of spring happened a couple weeks ago. We're here. And it's like set in the desert. has kind of like a western. It looks like they shot it in like Palm Springs or something. I like that. Mm. Interesting. All right, I'm in. We're sold. I, like I said, he hasn't made a good movie since Rushmore, but I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> it was like nine movies ago, and I know for a fact you've enjoyed several of them, but that's fine. <laughs> the uh, I'm a sneaky boy. He's sneaky. Uh, did we talk about the next possibly final Tarantino movie being called The Movie Critic? We did not, but I read an article. Tell me more about it, though. I know very little. Everyone thought it was going to be about that famous movie critic from the 70s, Pauline Kael, because he, I guess he's like obsessed with her. But he's come out and said it's, that's not what it's about. And... Okay. That's all we know about it. That's I it? I just think it's cool that he's like, yeah, this is my we, final movie. Do we know anything about cast or any of that? Mm-mm. And also, like, just final movies is hot right now. Clint Eastwood just came out saying that his next movie is his final movie. He decided to hang it up after Cry Macho or? Mm. Well, yeah, this next one. Actually, I have the story here. Him, it makes more sense for it to be his final movie. He's very old. Tarantino is like 35 years younger. Yeah, I think Tarantino's just trying to leave a really, really spotless legacy. Well, then he shouldn't have made Death Proof if he wanted to do that. I have a hot oh. take. I liked Death Proof a lot, and I hated The Hateful Eight. How about that? That's a fine take. Death Proof has its moments, but it is very boring to me overall. Really? See, I feel that way about Hateful Eight. This Clint Eastwood, his next uh, potentially final film is titled Juror 2, follows a juror on a murder trial who realizes that he may have caused the victim's death and must decide whether to turn himself in or manipulate the jury. Sounds kind of cool. <laughs> Bart likes it. Um, I mean, Clint Eastwood has a couple of hits, I guess. Never been a huge fan. I liked Gran Torino and uh, The Mule. I mean, those are good movies. I saw The Mule in theaters, which oh, yeah. is kind of funny because it's such a nothing movie. It is pretty fucked up and forgettable. And hopefully his final one is even more fucked up and more forgettable. Uh, they announced that The White Lotus Season 3 is going to be set in Thailand. I need to issue a retraction. A couple episodes ago, I saw a story that the third season was going to be set in Detroit. Mm, I believe that was a bit. It must have been. I'm clearly learning now. But I thought that was inspired. I thought that was like a good direction. Like, oh, they're not going to do the international thing. 
they're gonna do a wacky like sad Detroit season. I thought it sounded cool, but I don't know, Thailand sounds fun. This, they're was, gonna do the whole angle of like the lady boys and all that. Yeah, it's gonna start John Travolta, and uh, it's gonna be a, a period piece where he takes the Lolita Express down there and uh, stays at the White Lotus for a bit. Do you think he's gonna bring his family along, or yes, I do. His son and wife. Well, it's a period piece. They could. Uh, oh, perfect. They, they got to go back pretty far for them both to be alive. <laughs> they do. Oh um, my God, my son is dead. God, I'm at the White Lotus. What a great tragedy. He sings a version of that like wacky theme song. We'll work it out in post. Mm. Um, but we here at the show, we liked White Lotus seasons one and two. We'll keep watching it. I'm looking at my notes right now, and it says Monster Energy. We're two guys fucking and flow rider. Those are all great notes. And it just gonna... made me laugh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Let's dive into those topics. I know why I have flow rider written down. It's he's because one of my favorite artists. Is that his one? son fell out of a five story window. <laughs> oh, I thought that might be why. <laughs> he's probably Oh no, my son. Hmm. I mean, we're we're sad to hear that here at the show. Flowrider is a visionary. Do you think he splattered on the on the concrete? No. No. We wouldn't have done that. Do you think he broke his neck? What do you think happened? How many more questions are there going to be? Is he alive? I mean, I don't want to even hypothesize. Flowrider's had quite the up and down this year. He won like $30 million from Celsius Energy Drinks. Word? They screwed over him on some patent or something, yes. And now his kids are falling out of windows. I mean, life, it comes at you fast. We got no food. We got no jobs. Flowrider's kids are falling out of window. <laughs> um, speaking of fucked up shit, uh, a live action hybrid remake of the Aristocats is in the works at Disney. Questlove is set to direct the film. Didn't they learn their lesson with cats? Yes, that's exactly what Dan said earlier. Dan's here, folks, by the way. Dan, what up? Hey, bud. What up? Honestly. Do you think Questlove is a visionary director and this no, is going to be a masterpiece? I hate his poofy hair and like fun attitude. Like, <laughs> shut up. The Roots have one good song. And the only reason I like it is because I remember listening to it in a buddy of mine's car, I won't say his name on the air, on our way to Brockton to pick up heroin. A word? And that's the only reason I have a positive association with that song, because of Brockton and opiates. That's pretty sick. I'm going to see if I can remember what that song's called. Here it is. But the, the Seed. The Aristocats, this comes in a long line of them doing these live-action remakes of their old animated movies. Nobody likes these. They're all like ghoulish, soulless recreations. I have these. a reveal. What are you going to say? I enjoyed The Jungle Book immensely. That's fucked up. Reveal. That you would even I saw it in the theaters and I liked it. What do you think? I mean, that probably is like the best of them. They're all shit though. Like that Lion King remake. None of them have any reason to exist. And they just like fired the CEO of Disney. Bob Iger. Wait, they f they fired him too? Yes. Well, didn't the other Bob step down and Bob Iger stepped back in? That's what it was. No, Ike okay. Perlmutter has been laid off. He's like the other guy who everyone blames right, right. for being responsible for the sea of live action remakes. 
I heard they were going to reboot John Carter as like a real, to have a real go at it, you know? Yeah, they're like, John Wick's so popular, let's just try John Carter again. Maybe it's like a name thing. Do you think they'll have Jonathan Brandis starring in it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like I can't miss. It was the first dead John I could come up with. I we mean, could talk about John Travolta's dead kids and wife again. Oh my God. I'm sure they'll come up again, no doubt. Taking a lot of shots at people's families, dead relatives, stuff like that tonight. It's, I feel like I'm above that. So I, to, Are you? To ev- no, I'm not. <laughs> Everybody listening, how about we do a positive piece of news and that Daniel Radcliffe and his wife or girlfriend, whatever she is, are expecting their first baby. Wow. I was so convinced you were about to say something horrifying again. That's what I, was, I like to do. It's a nice <laughs> misdirect. Now it's like a wholesome thing, and you're like, oh, that's nice. Wow. You're at like the Radcliffe's baby shower, just having a goo talking you, about how much you like the harry potter i was gonna movies. say i am a harry potter guy like that's not even a bit i think they're great yeah <laughs> reveal which is one of your most unexpected character traits i think it's a sensational take speaking of we mentioned tarantino it's his birthday he's 60 wow so ha- not today it was like the other day but still that Happy was his birthday, big, big i remember guy. seeing an interview where he said that was his big reason for wanting to retire he's like yeah once i'm 60 i'll just i'll pack it up like directors don't do their good work after that point i don't think he's wrong i can't come up with anybody that did like greater late in life work can you is it you i'm sure i can think of something i can't at this moment but you're gonna love this let's keep the good news rolling blue bloods renewed by cbs for season 14 tom Selleck just like that'll do What a boring dude he is. Tom Selleck's mustache. Like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) I'm barely hanging on. I wish uh, Burt Reynolds was alive and Tom Selleck was dead. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. My mom loves Blue Bloods. And Tom Selleck, I imagine. Blue Bloods. It's just... I forget there's a whole world out there where, like, people watch Blue Bloods and, like, it's a hit show that is in its 14th season. My brother's on Blue Bloods. How could you? (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's keeping the Wahlberg family afloat. You think? Those residuals, season 14, Donnie needs those. You don't think it's like Mark Wahlberg's like blush pink sweatpants and little skinny tees? That's part of it, too. It's all him waking up at 3 a.m. to do push ups. That's right. I just, it's, it's a wow to me. You're fired. Blue Bloods, season 14. The things that hit. Just like the people on that show must be so lucky. It's just like we thought this was going to go like half a season. They'd cancel it. Here we are fucking 14 years later. I mean, yeah, Grey's Anatomy just got renewed for its 20th fucking season. Yeah. It's just, and it's all, keep in mind, I spoke to my client about this earlier. She's a fan somehow. Hmm. And she said that the only people that are remaining from the original first few seasons are um, there's two characters, one like the chief of medicine, and then one of the head doctors. These yeah. the they're the only ones left. They don't even have Ellen Pompeo anymore. Nope, she was gray. She's Grey's Anatomy. There is she's no not more Grey. She's not even on the show anymore. They're just like, we're just going to keep going. It's fine. Yeah, they killed off De- Patrick Dempsey. They killed off um, Eric Dane. Ellen Pompeo is gone. Catherine Heigl had a notorious falling out with the show. They killed off Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like the, he played a dead guy for a season. Did you it, used to watch this show? I we, did. Yeah. What I secretly it love you? it. Okay. <laughs> it had me hooked in like 2015. I want to say 16. I watched it for like two, three years. Was did you watch it of your own accord, or were you like watching? It with I got the roped in with 
one of my exes who okay, I've good. mentioned a, a few times because she was a little unhinged. And this is friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yep. Mm. If you're listening, um, I hate you. And <laughs> I don't regret how it ended. Goodbye. <laughs> Sounds very ominous and cool into it. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? What else? I wasted three years of my life with you. <laughs> and <laughs> I will never emotionally recover from the abuse I underwent during your reign over my life. Hell Yeah. And you're speaking to Jeremy Renner in this moment? If only I could be. Yes. Jeremy Renner is uh, poised to give his first interview since his snowplow accident with Diane Sawyer in a Disney Plus exclusive called A Story of Terror, Survival, and Triumph. For people unaware, this is one of uh, Jeremy's hit singles from the album that he released in real life. This is an original song. Whose car are we going to take? Yeah. To Diane Sawyer. It's funny how sick he is in the town, and that like he's not that sick. In or dope. Wind River was good. He's awesome in Wind River, and that's it, I guess. I tried so hard to be, uh, whatever that show is called, the Ghosts of Silicon Valley or whatever the fuck, oh, yeah. Mayor of Kingstown. I tried so hard to be into that, and I couldn't do it. It's nothing. That was at like my peak of loving Yellowstone too. And it was like, oh, Taylor Sheridan's show. And I was like, oh, I got to get in. Yeah. I watched two episodes. It was like watching nothing. Mm. Like just go it for- It doesn't a, exist. Just go for a walk instead there's, of watching There's that. a scene where he drives his car through a chain link fence and it makes like a really cool sound. And the way yeah. they shot it was done it's really like, well. And I was like, this is going to be the show of a lifetime. <laughs> and then like two minutes later, I was like, I hate this. <laughs> Hell Yeah. I mean, that chain link fence stuff sounds pretty sick. It was awesome, dude. Go back and just look for that alone. Also, I have an idea for us. What do you think about opening the show to this song? I'm just going to play a little bit for you just to see what you think. Okay. Sounds this is pretty a song chill. called Lazy River from Sidney Bechet. Hmm. Sounds like a nice piece that would be right in line in a Woody Allen picture. Oh, God. Oh, geez. As he boarded the subway, maybe. This song would be playing in the background. Is that what they're calling it these days? I'm winking. <laughs> I'm like, yes? I think it is. The, the fan's wondering, is he going to make an Asian joke? Is he going to make a, a date rape joke? What? They're wondering. I mean, this sounds good. I will... I'd love to open the show to this. Or to just listen to it for the rest of this show. We could talk like it's the 50s. How we doing? Huh. Got a white claw there, eh? I do. I'm immediately... You better share one of those with your best girl. Hmm. My best gal. How do you, what do you think about my 1950s uh, Dick Tracy villain speak? I mean, I don't even know... 50s Ank, huh? New character. Ang. What do you think, Oops. Huh? Step up to the table. What do you think of 50s Ank? I mean, does 50s Ank want to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie with me next week? I don't know what a Mario brother is, huh? <laughs> Video games, schmidio games, you kids. Huh? Hey. 50s Ank wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay, I'm warming up to 50s Ank. Ah, I beat my wife. <laughs> okay, 50s Ank? Why do you do that? Well, you know, she's got to have my dinner on the table, my cigarettes in my mouth, and my... Ah, yes. my uh, Coupe de Ville in the garage. You're a regular madman. With a hose in the te in the exhaust pipe running right in so that I get all that exhaust until it kills me. Oh, you're going to kill yourself and 
You're uh, your level. I'm a World War II veteran. <laughs> okay, Fifty Zank. The uh, <laughs> are we gonna see the the Mario movie? Um, yes. What are we thinking? I guess so. I mean, fans I, also let me know how you feel about Fifty Zank. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to keep doing it. Please feel free. I Dan's just... in. All right, Dan's in, and he is our focus group. So that's yeah. pretty much all I got. I'm going to go. We have 100% positive rating on 50s Ank. I don't know what to say to 50s Ank. I'm just like. Think about it a little. Like 50s hoops can come in too. <laughs> Earlier you were asking me, can you do young hoops? And I was like, yeah, that's fucking hysterical. And you're like, I don't want to do your thing. And it's like, well, like, I look at anything that happens on the show as our thing. I'm not going to like look across the table and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Talking about getting molested as a young child with a silly voice. That's my bit. <laughs> That's exactly what I was imagining happening. Maybe 60s Ank. I mean, 60s Scotty will show up. We'll, we'll figure it out. You're going to get real high. And then you're just like, hey, man. Fuck <laughs> But I keep seeing the trailer for the Mario Brothers movie. I'm in. I like want to see it. Do you think it looks good? Yes. I prefer to watch the original. Oh, the one with Bob Hoskins yeah. and John Leguizamo. It's like a creepy movie that will like scare kids and no remember, one on earth likes it. I remember, I think we, what were we, like 10 years old when that came out? I remember thinking it was too scary. Yeah. I've never really seen it. I just, I've it, seen parts of it and like, is this a Mario movie? What is this? Super weird. Super Mario. Um, speaking of bad news about Disney, I wish I brought this up earlier. I just saw this. Uh, Disney corporate is laying off 7,000 people. Um, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, how many employees do they have? Yeah. Like, 70,000? I, I guess, but still. They're flailing over there. They don't know what they're doing. The, uh, uh, they're they're in a bad way, for sure. I can't even think what their next, like, big dope thing is. Oh, Scott. Oh. I don't know what we're going to do with, uh, here at Disney. Is this Tinkerbell? Who am I talking this to This is here? Mickey Mouse. Oh, it's Mickey. Okay, of course. I should have known that. Are you having a good show so far? I'm having a great time. There's all these people filtering in and out. We're having a goo. I can't do Donald Duck. Oh, I was going to do it. Oh, oh hoops. Wow. We did the goofy bit before. <laughs> My big black dick. Yay, Goofy's back. <laughs> the whole gang's here. Oh. Goofy, would you make a sequel to a Goofy movie? There's been a big like cult following uptick for oh. it lately. And people want a sequel. A goofy movie sounds delightful. Do you think we'll get oh, it wow. into the Hundred Acre Wood? Pooh. <laughs> Did uh, I heard that they made a, a horror movie featuring you recently, and it was very gritty and grisly. Scott, I thought it was very upsetting. <laughs> I went to go watch it, and I got stuck in the doorway. I'm imagining like a, a Winnie the Pooh, Mrs. Doubtfire collab. I had to have Tigger come and get me out with some honey. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's fucked up. Where's 50s, Ank? <laughs> I thought that was a good bit. You're in on 50s, Ank? I am. Wow. I mean, the Disney vault is full of so many rascals. All right, I'm, I'm going to have a go. <laughs> oh, they're, okay, they're closing the vault. I guess they're all going back. Oh. <laughs> yep, that's Goofy signing off. He fucked off. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> what a gang. What a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I almost cracked right into the Mandalorian. <laughs> I was just like, all right, all right. 
just we're just zooming through the multiverse of yeah characters. like this isn't the 50th episode or whatever the 100th ep- what do we do 100 episodes no 200 episodes you fucking idiot hmm. this is 205 yeah. wow and also they announced the other day <clears throat> that uh the upcoming season of Curb is going to be the final season. They're ending everything. Mm. Everything's over. It's fucked up. And uh, There the, could be a hundred and still be an orphan. I feel like they kind of ended it a couple of years ago. They took like several years off, and I thought it was over. So I don't, like, I'm okay with it ending. Every season they do is kind of just like a bonus at this point. Every but. season, the last like three have been some of the better ones, which yeah. is insane at that long of a tenure. The last season had Vince Vaughn in like almost yeah. every episode. And he and was they, great. Yeah, I was like, are people watching this? This is like a, this is a fucking grand <clears throat> slam for and me. I mean, I'm also saying that as the perspective of someone with a large $1,200 Vince Vaughn tattoo on his leg, but... You know, it is what it is. Dad earmuff it when I tell tattoo prices on the air. No doubt. It went into my 401k, I swear. But yeah, like, I don't know, Curb's up there. There are days where, like, it's better than Seinfeld for me. Just because it's like, they're kind of the same. At times, yeah. I mean, for me, this is a rare hot take. Obviously, every season of Seinfeld is phenomenal. Mm. Seinfeld doesn't really, like, grab me by the throat until, like, season seven, eight, and nine. You love the those three, the like post Larry David, just mm. insane. A lot of people feel the other way. I know, which is weird. I know. I think that like the Jerk Store episode, for example, like the, like some of like that alone, the foundation, like just like the the deal, the car dealership episode, the dealership. That's to me the dealership is the most perfect episode of Seinfeld. It gives you everything you need from all of them. Mm exactly in character it's like a little bit less jerry than you might need but he it, he does enough and it's like a great george episode and a great kramer episode which to me are usually the two backbones of a seinfeld plot line mm. if there's a good kramer or a good george storyline or both seem seamlessly like interwoven that's where you want to be yeah like they got the candy bar stuff going on with the test drive stuff going on at the same time it's unbeatable and yeah that uh i've been watching seinfeld lately just like yeah throwing them on i was watching it's it the best mostly when i got my brain magnets done i legit was just like i think i just started at season seven i watched all of it and then i got through i think i got through all of seven and all of eight hmm. but yeah, i like larry david still making stuff i hope he does something else oh. if curb is truly over what's your favorite curb episode i know you love picking favorites making lists Ooh, one that comes immediately to mind that the carpool lane episode where he picks up that woman the, like that, prostitute woman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's he, early right season two he smokes weed with his dad and goes to the ball game that's like a that's a good episode yeah it's got a lot of i like that one but yeah like seinfeld and curb like what crazy a, eyes killer what mine. a legacy that's that's a high crazy eyes killer with the good wanda sykes who i think they un- underutilize <laughs> i don't know that ass anywhere I met her once. She was very nice. You and Wanda? That's, mm-hmm. that's a duo. We had like a semi hang, like, because she was in the green room at the, the club I worked at. And like, she was like, we, were, we weren't like hanging out. She just, that was the place to be. And I was there and not leaving. Mm. Love that. But she was very nice, very down to earth. Hey, Assy. Hey, Assy. Where you going with all that ass? <laughs> They I say, can't do a Wanda Sykes. Ryan Coogler is developing a new X-Files series. 
you had a good bit with that the other day and I missed and I took you seriously and ruined it and hmm. I wanted to apologize on air. It's quite all right. What did you say? Like it's gonna star exhibit or something? Whatever it was, it was funny, and I was like, Wait, seriously? Is exhibit gonna be in the <laughs> fucking dumbass? It was an X joke. It was bad. And then I remembered that Exhibit is actually in the second X Files movie. And is he? Is he really? He is. I think that's probably why I took you seriously. Yeah, because I must have been yeah. in my because I, I saw I definitely saw that twenty years ago, so it's mm. in the back of my mind. But I mean, I used to love the original X Files show. They brought it back a few years ago and did like two like you know reboot seasons mm. with David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. They were not great. And they probably shouldn't have done it, like most shows that they've brought back mm. after being dormant for several years. Yeah, but, that was like that's like Arrested Development. Like it's something exactly. that's perfect in its way, and like leave it there. Yeah, it's like it's cool right. when they announce that they're bringing it back, but then you watch it and it's like, oh, this shouldn't have happened. This was mm. a mistake. But I guess they're gonna like reboot it with a new cast. They say a diverse cast. I don't know. It seems like a bad idea. Probably be bad. Ryan Coogler is the guy who did. Creed and Black Panther. He did just the first Black Panther, right? No, he did the second one too. Okay. But uh the I wish he would go back to making like real movies, like Fruitvale Station type stuff. Fruitvale Station I think is excellent. He's like stuck in IP hell making like Marvel movies and now an X-Files show. Which like I get it, the golden handcuffs are probably t difficult to remove, mm. but it's at the same analogy. time it's if you are capable of making a movie as good as Fruitvale Station with a guy who's as just okay as Michael B. Jordan is, mm. I've, I've come to that realization after Creed Three that he's just okay. And what, jobs-wise? Yeah. And that Ryan Coogler is just that good. Hmm. I love Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I think he's awesome. But I think one of the main reasons I love him is because he's just like a king. He's just like fucking gorgeously handsome and <laughs> chiseled abs, probably a huge mm. cock. No doubt, no it's like doubt. huge cock. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. <laughs> I mean, I think he's. I liked Creed three. I thought Creed three was dope, and he directed it. I thought he had like chops in front of and behind the camera. Mm. I can't believe what I'm hearing here. But I mean, that's fair. Should we have a moment of silence for the children and teachers that were shot and killed in the Nashville school shooting? Sure, if that's something that you would like to do. Okay, sure. Real quick. Yeah. As long as you don't interrupt the silence with some sort of rude sound effect. That I could not tolerate. Okay, that? now we'll do the silence. Okay, here comes the silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 ah, ah. That one goes out to the fans. We'll be on the set of The Instigators doing all sorts of gritty stuff all fucking week and month. I wasn't sure what I was going to go with. <laughs> I went through a few options. Should I have done Entourage? <laughs> that would have been... Let's go through all potential options. Let's just do them all. Like read off the list of the kids' names with the Entourage theme blasting mm. in the background? <laughs> mm. That would be a beautiful remembrance all right. that people would really be charmed by, I feel. But uh, this I saw earlier and I was really wowed by. Michelle Rodriguez revealed that she and Charlize Theron filmed their fight scene for Fast X with no director. 
people who don't remember uh oh right because didn't justin lynn walk off the project yes the guy who directed <laughs> the past several fast and furious films okay <clears throat> we have a cough genius he uh he reportedly had a thing with vin diesel and left fast x when they were like a few weeks into filming and they had they were stuck in limbo before they hired a new guy and I guess during that period... Nothing about new guys. They were just filming scenes with no director. Like Michelle <laughs> Rodriguez and Charlie Theron, like, we got this. We can film this scene for this blockbuster, like $200 million. They filmed that fucking fight scene with no director? Mm. Like nobody... They probably had a choreographer or something, right? That's what... Her quote is, bro, like, hands down, drop mic, we nailed it, we were there, we don't need a director, let's do this. Michelle Rodriguez said this? Yes. And then she took a big piss at a urinal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking, she stinks. Get her out of the entire universe. How dare you talk about Letty like that? Nah, I'm back in. He's back Fuck in. it. We were watching Fast 4, actually, at the bar. I walked into the barbershop the other day, and Fast and the Furious 4 was on, and I was like, that's awesome. Mm. And I looked, they have all their TVs with an HDMI splitter, so you can see the same thing on all of them, which I might do at the gym. That mm. being said, I was like, the guy who came in after me for a cut was saying, he said, of all the Fast movies, Tokyo Drift is his number one. Mm. And I was like, that's an insane take, and I respect it. It's pretty fucked up. I'm in on it, though. Like, that's awesome. Like, mm. Of all of them, it's definitely the weirdest. It's one of the only ones that like jumps so far out of the universe in every possible conceivable way. Yeah, and then it kind of like pulls back because like Michael Ian Black or whatever his name is, <laughs> and um, Bow Wow both have roles in several of the other ones. But <clears throat> what is it, Shane Black? Mm. No, what is that guy's name? It's killing me. Oh, Lucas Black. Yes, that's what it was. He finally got that role in. In Fast Nine, he got to reprise that role for a two-minute mm. scene, and it was all worth it. Is that the only one he popped up in? I think so. I mean, they do we'll, like the roll call thing, and there he is. Yeah, we'll see in Fast X in next month if he comes back to the beginning of the end of the road. Should we tease the special guest for uh, that episode? Yeah, let the fans know. It's a, it's a, it's a. See, I'm gonna, play, I'll play a hint Ooh. when I can find it. Stopped her a little bit and then I explained to her wow. who I was and I changed her flat tire for it. That's the hint. So if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, nice little tease for the fans. Let's see here. Did you see that Melissa Joan Hart? Oh, actually, I did that already. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> that was another joke about the shooting. It's, it's okay. We're good. 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 Uh, Vin Diesel. Here we go. There we, there we go. This is what you need. Thank he you. said, The enemy of my enemy is my friend. In regard to Zachary Levi's beef with The Rock over the Shazam franchise, mm. it made me like spit my coffee out. Him like the enemy, like dude, like what are you doing? The art of war? Like shut up, you yeah. fucking like weirdo, thinking you're prolific. Hey, hey, how you doing, Zachary? I feel like this might be a bit because I've seen a bunch of stuff like in that vein. Oh no, where it's like. Did he not say it, you mean? I feel like this sounds like it might not have. But I mean, if he did say it, I would love it. And I want him to get into the ring of... Yeah, how do we fact check that? Yeah. Snopes.com. Hey, did... <laughs> did Vin say this? But yeah, that whole thing is just insane. The rocks falling apart in real time in public. Shazam 2 is like the biggest bomb ever. Shazam 2 bombs so hard they think comic book movies might be done. Like, 
the comic book movie bubble just burst. I've seen a lot of people saying. Here it is. It's a line from Furious 7. But he didn't say that in real life. I mean... Actually, maybe he did because it's on... I'm looking at Reddit. There's different apports here. Like if I look at on... Never mind. While you're on Reddit, see if uh, you can find that post that I had about... uh, Vin Diesel and Brie Larson and Fast X. That was on Reddit. <laughs> it was. It's, it's tearing up. Reddit. Are you a Reddit guy? I'm a Reddit guy. I'm a guy. Reddit guy. I look at like car stuff. You hear that, Monty? I'm on Reddit now. Monty, I'm we're trying. Reddit guys. Should we cut our lower legs off in solidarity with Monty and the other Reddit guys? Yes, we should right. and we will. All right, Monty, my leg is off. What do I do next? <laughs> How do we, I stop the blood? We await your... Your instructions. I look forward to my text tomorrow morning about the leg stuff being funny. Monty always credits the leg stuff. Uh, it's like, that was a good one. It's like, all right, good. Thanks for being a good sport, buddy. And, <sighs> and uh, Timmy Chalamet is uh, filming the Bob Dylan biopic that's being directed by James Mangold. Oh. Or no, it's entered pre-production, they say. I guess that's not funny. I, I guess that... Could be okay. He maybe almost looks like Bob Dylan. You know who it should have been? Who? Um, Natasha Leone. Hmm. Like, hey, how you doing, man? I'm Bob Dylan. <laughs> hey, it's me. That sounds like inspired casting. Did you ever watch Poker Face? I did. I'm on like episode four or five. It's great. Yeah, it is good. I just it? keep forgetting about it. I forget about every show. But I legit love it. Folks, if you have Peacock, I uh, I recommend checking it out. And uh, what else is going on? Kanye West says he's no longer anti-Semitic after watching Jonah Hill and 21 Jump Street. Did we talk about that? We didn't, but that's awesome. Yeah. I took down my Kanye 2024 banner the other day and replaced it with a Death Row Records banner. A word? Because I realized, like, I love Kanye. I'll leave the Time Magazine clip up, article, photo, whatever, and Mm. the cover, actually. It was on the cover. I'll leave that up because I love that Kanye. But I don't love politics, Kanye. Yeah, it's and it's enough with him. I, I just think it's funny that he like destroyed <clears throat> his career, and now he's like coming back with a bit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I watched Twenty One Jump Street. I don't hate Jewish people anymore. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you think he, if he ever comes out with another album, that anyone will give a fuck? Like, where are we at with that? I mean, I'm sure everyone will be on board. I know I will be, but I'm not everyone. I'm a strange guy. I make jokes about dead children and my molestation. <laughs> I'm clearly touched. No doubt. Touched by an Get angel. It? That was a pun. <laughs> I've been touched. <laughs> yeah, huh? Ah, huh? Ah, hey, ah. What do you think about that one? Hoops, it's oh, 50 Zank. Oh, shit. 50 Zank is back. Fuck. I really need to hear feedback on 50 Zank. So <laughs> if you guys could help me out with that. I just It's something I want to do a lot of. And if it's terrible, I'll get rid of it. I it's understand. It's something you want to do a lot of? <laughs> How much? <laughs> How much are we talking? <laughs> no, I'm on board. I'm in. Now, you love it. What? I don't know if you have much more news. We're trying to decide if we're going to go see oh, the new God. Dungeons and Dragons movie or uh, the new Tetris movie. What are you feeling in this moment? Uh, Tetris, huh? what's that? Sounds like a video game. It is a video game. We didn't have any of those in the 50s. I know, I'm surprised you even are aware of what a video game could or would be. Well, 50s you know, my grandson gave me the 411. Oh, okay. The 411. I'm trying to poke holes in your character, but you had an airtight <laughs> alibi. 50s, <laughs> I can't... 
Give me no wiggle room. If you only you, you, you remember the fifties, you're driving around in a Ford GT. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You gotta hit your wife in the morning and mm. <laughs> have a good day. You got a, a glove box full of scotch, just driving drinking around, and drinking and driving, smoking a Pall Mall. Yeah. Shoving all my feelings deep into my chest. Get them down there. No yeah. need. Yeah. Huh? Drown them. I mean. That's back when men were men, right, 50 Zang? Be a man. Yeah. Be, be a 50 Zang. Right, that's enough of that. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you as a person. He's back. Truly. And Tetris, are you in? Um, yes, I am. That's the thing. Tetris, the Bobby Farrelly movie. Oh, yeah, that's probably what we'll what was the other watch. one? There's a third option. Bobby Farrell, the movie Tetris, and then Closer with those two young boys and <laughs> the love they share. Yeah, I love the idea of watching a, a, a foreign gay drama. No that good. Sound, that sounds like a real... You and Rian with your opera glasses, like, <laughs> Releasable! Releasable! Ah, the work. <laughs> I love the poignancy. I mean, I'll watch whatever you want to watch. The Tetris um, movie, I have a bad feeling about. This is like in a series of, like the WeWork thing. They're like, let's make the social network, but right, about right. the making of Tetris. I loved the WeWork like, show, but I guess I get not loving it. Should but, we take a break and go have a nice steamy piss? We should. We should pee together and then watch Tetris and er, Champions, that Woody Harrelson vehicle. All right, we'll uh, be right back. We'll be right back. Hey team, we're back, and we just watched the brand new Peter Farrelly vehicle. Bobby. Bobby. I do that every time. I watched you like trying to create like a mental note of that yeah, earlier. Didn't take, didn't take at all. Huh? <laughs> Is this like reliving the high school experience? Yeah. Understood. I'm in the same boat, buddy. Uh, the uh, his latest vehicle. Champions, starring Woody Harrelson, about a former minor league basketball coach, is ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. He soon realizes that despite his doubts, together, this team can go further than they ever imagined. Brian, have you ever heard of a movie like this that goes through these motions? This is like the most unexpected, unpredictable kind of setup I've ever heard of. This is, I got a good meets. What do you got? The Ringer mm. meets. Um, God damn it. Mighty uh, Ducks? Yes, but also there was three. It was that and the, the, the fucking Ben Affleck, the Way Back. Yeah, there's some Way Back in here. Way Back meets Mighty Ducks, the first one, meets The Ringer. Yeah. If, so you watch those movies and that's what this is. Yeah, if it's you've it. seen any underdog sports drama... This is, you know, you won't be surprised by one single moment of this movie. No. No. I mean, Woody Harrelson tried. He showed up and delivered his lines. He's a extremely director-dependent. And Bobby is a friend of the show. Mm. I met Bobby. He was very nice. We had a good chat. I will say nothing bad about him. 
But this movie didn't do it for me. And I think, I don't want to shit on it. Cause it's like, there's a nice, there's I a do, nice, so <laughs> there's a nice message, but it was so bad. It was a nice message, but like, it, it just went through the motions. It, this was one of the most uninspired movies I've seen in years. Everyone in it looked like they were just like bored, just saying their lines. Everyone's just like, yeah, this is one of those movies, you know what it's going to do. It's We shot it within with about 90 seconds left. Yeah. Which is, I'll tell you everything. I just couldn't take it anymore. But Caitlin Olsen, I think, was sort of a properly cast miscast, if that makes sense. It was like I looked at her and I was like, what is she doing in this movie? Mm. And then about three, four scenes in, I was thinking, all right, I guess. Yeah. The whole movie was filler. There wasn't one scene where I was like, oh, that was kind of fun and inspired. It's just, you know, it's just a never-ending montage with like 8,000 needle drops with him just watching the team play. I like, wow, like- <laughs> I think these rascals might pull it together at the end. <laughs> if I directed a movie, there'd be even more needle drops. Yeah, just a song every 20 seconds. That's what this movie was doing. It's like, mm. did you spend the entire budget on early 2000s songs? Two Vampire to, Weekend songs. You forgot to hire a fucking scriptwriter. Or do you think director? Bobby wrote this in like three hours, or do you think this was a, pro- a passion project? I think this was written by an AI in twelve <laughs> seconds because it's just I don't know how astonishing. I, I don't know how anyone like could put some time into it and be like, here you go, here's the final draft of my script. It's champions. Like, give it a read. <laughs> Like, yeah, this. Uh, it was also like pandering and insulting to mentally challenged people. Like all the quote unquote laughs in the movie are like, mm. they have one of them like sing a song for us. He's singing like Chumbawamba. It's like, what year is this? You're fucking doing the like, I get knocked down bit. Like, Jesus Christ. This movie was like killing me with how dated and horrible it was. Half the jokes in this movie are such a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, <laughs> oh, we got this wholesome thing here, but really we're making fun of the fact that he's a fucking retard. Yeah, where it's, they wanted yeah. to have their cake and eat it too, but none of it was. If this movie came out in 1998. It would have been mean and gross and actually had laughs. That's the thing. It wasn't even. That's it. Yeah. The this, fact that they try to make a movie that should have been made by a guy who's 62 years old now, 27 years ago, mm. that they're trying to pull it off now, it's not working. Yeah. So, oh well. This must have been so frustrating to film. Like, okay, guys, <laughs> scene five, Everybody. take 600, <laughs> action. They all just scatter. They should have had Clint Eastwood shoot it. It's all one take. Half <laughs> of them aren't in any of the shots. Yeah, that's going to be Just Clint's, shitting themselves. That's going to be his final film that we talked about earlier. Champions 2. Because this, this needs Eastwood. a sequel. Yeah. I think. We'll probably get one, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good. Um, this is... I think they should bring back... You know how in Something About Mary and some of their other ones, they have those... The guy with the guitar who like narrates the oof. movie... They should bring him back. I hate that guy. I know, but... They fucked up the whole movie for me. They they need something. They need to try anything. That but. guy, clearly just like a friend of theirs from Pawtucket who needed a gig. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you can you can play guitar and, and narrate between scenes. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Was he just in Me, Myself? Or, I'm sorry, something about Mary, or was he in any of the other ones too? I feel like he pops up in something else. I, I can't be sure. I remember him being in several, but it was probably just the one. Yeah, if I had to say, I'd say me, myself, and Irene. 
which I remember thinking was like the funniest movie I had ever seen. It's got some stuff. It has a few moments. Yeah, it's good. Um, anything else on this? or? I mean, it's just one of the most jaw-droppingly unsurprising average movies maybe ever. I say avoid it. Mm, you don't agreed. need it. Did you happen to watch the Succession season four premiere? I didn't. Was it good? It was a setup episode. So mm. filler and like getting ready for the rest of the season, I guess. It, it was, I liked it. It was fine. Mm. I don't it's, know. I'm it's a good show. tired of hearing people talk about Succession. Yeah, people like overrate that show into oblivion. They're like, yes. I can't believe it's sounding. It's one of like the great shows that's ever happened. I'm like, it's fine. It's a good show. I loved season one. I think it's been like kind of less great since. Season one was phenomenal. Season two was good. Season three, I thought was legitimately boring until the final episode where you understand the relationship further with Tom and Shiv and Logan. And like, okay, that's that was an interesting wrinkle. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I think they could have ended it in three seasons. Like, mm. I feel like they've been spinning their wheels for a while. It's yeah. like people let's... getting upset about shows ending too soon when it's a show that should absolutely be ending is one of my pet peeves. Yeah, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, no, I, I think it's had a good enough run. I think it's over. More shows should end sooner. Yes. Imagine if Dexter ended after six seasons. Yeah, like, we'd probably have a good thing to say about it. Shows are like you need to look at it like shows are like movies. Like every time there's a new season of a show, it's just another sequel. And sometimes, you know, it's like, we're out of ideas. We have nothing left. Like, stop making sequels. Yeah. Like, just end the show. You got, you're done. The story's over. I agree. The, uh, but yeah, I'm going to watch Succession. I'm going to get back in there. I'm more excited about Barry, the final season of that. Yeah, that. That's gotta, a show I wouldn't hate another season or two of. Yeah, just because Bill Hader's so good. But I bet that ends strong, and I bet he does something dope afterwards. I feel like I'm sounding like a little nasally. I'm a little stuffed up here at the Zero Hour, yeah. folks. Yeah, you want a tissue? But uh, what else have we been watching? Um, I shut off the Taylor Kitsch uh, Michael Shannon vehicle Waco on... Oh. It was on... It tricked me, actually, on one of the streamers. <laughs> and they put a 2023 on it, even though it came out in 2022, mm. if not 2021, they did that purposely because they know people love new shit. So they're like, yes. let's let's try to fucking repurpose this thing from five years ago that nobody watched as something new. Might have even been, yeah, like 2018. Mm. Like it was old. And I remember saying, this is really bad, blah, blah, blah. And then Sean goes, oh yeah, like I finished that. It was not that great. And I was like, what do you mean you finished it? It just came out. And he goes, no. And I was like, oh, fuck. I oh, got, fuck, I fuck. Was, I've been had. Mm. Such a disgusting feeling. Like, yeah. oh, good. And they did that because of the Waco documentary that just came out. And it was Showtime mm. that re retagged it. Showtime. Classic Showtime. Showtime has fallen so fucking fall far. They really have. Like, there's nothing left. Yeah. Even Yellow Jacket Season 2 was a very, very boring opener. And I feel like 18 months or however long it's been might be too fucking long between seasons. Like Lucy and I both forget the entire first season of Yellow Jackets. We watched like a big recap and it was still nothing. Yeah, that, uh, I gotta get on board with that. Everyone tells me it's all I dope. mean, I remember loving it, but the first, second season sucked mm. so far. It's been one episode. We'll see. 
Bachelor finished. That was awful. Ooh, I'm just full of complaints tonight. <laughs> I watched Triangle of Sadness on Hulu. Oh, hell yeah. I thought that was great. It got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. I missed it in theaters. You really enjoyed it. You that was one of my top 10, yeah. Friends of the show, Flan and Monty. Uh, I watched on Hulu. I thought it was, you know, it's an almost three-hour movie. I popped it on late at night expecting to be, you know, to turn it off because I was going to get tired. Watched the whole thing in one whack. I. Uh, what was I your liked- favorite part? Which of the acts, I guess, is a better question? I like... I guess the first part when this guy's like arguing with his girlfriend about a, a variety of topics on this like cruise for the rich. I don't want to like spoil the movie. It's not really spoil. It's been long really, enough when they're throwing up on the boat. Yeah, like that got me good. It's a movie that it's like a satire, and I like that they didn't lay it on too thick. They just like presented what was going on in this boat and had like. You know, good, interesting characters. The, uh... You're having a laugh. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the... The thing, the main babe in this movie was maybe, like, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen (laughs) in anything before. The blonde lady? The one that I don't even remember, to be honest. I gotta look her up. They, uh... I wish I could remember more about this. But it was good. It uh, it's on Hulu. Give it a go. Sure you. Oh, I'm so out on websites tricking me into like I'm trying to type in Triangle of Sadness so I can get this woman's name, hmm. and it accidentally like loads up some video. Oh, she this this woman isn't she dead in real life? I yeah don't yeah think so. yeah 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 yeah. Charles B Dean. Why She's, she died in 2022. Wow. The most beautiful woman you've ever seen bit the dust at 32. <laughs> How, it's over. That's pretty fucked up. What it's over, she Johnny. Uh, I want to say she died of some sort of a complication. I was going to do a bit. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I guess she survived a car crash, so it wasn't that. Fuck. I don't know. They don't have it listed. She's dead, though. I mean, I'm heartbroken. Don't I know. You, when are you going to make your move now? You're going to have to kill yourself to get to her. Okay, yep, that's the move. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Monty, if Scott kills himself, conceivably, could he end up in heaven with that woman and have sex with her? Ooh, this is like a What Dreams May Come sequel. Right. This is sick. We'll see what happens, um, and if Scott g- goes through with it next week. Yes, I'll be uh, live from the chill zone in heaven. That's where I'll be. What's the chill zone in heaven? Even more posters? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that enough? It could be. I didn't really watch much else. I did finish um, <sighs> Bread Across Saul, season six. Phenomenal. Wow. But it's what like, ending. it's in my like top three. Mm. Isn't it great? Oh, it's unbelievably good. It's better than Breaking Bad by a large margin. Especially and, ending wise. They like crush the ending oh, so yeah. hard. When I, we won't talk about it because Monty's not there yet, but specifics at least mm. when when you and a few other people i've heard say that it was better than breaking bad i was like get the fuck out of here because mm. breaking bad to me is in like the my mount rushmore of tv and it's just i just i liked better call Saul that much yeah it just by like see i have i got one of my clients into it my client tom he um 
Tom F, I should say, because Tom K does listen. Hey, team. Um, hey, hey Tom's. guys. Tom's, if you're both listening. Um, anyway, and he's into season three. And I remember when I hit season three, I'm like, oh, that's when it really heats up. Yeah. Because like t- one is is solid, two gets a little slow, and then three get is great. Four, five, and six are fucking incredible. Yeah. It gets better every year. So folks, if you haven't, seasons one through five are on Netflix, and I think it, six will be there by the summer. And if you watch TV like a normal person, you'll probably not have to buy it like I did. Mm. But I must say it was worth the money. I think it was like 20 bucks for every episode. Yeah, it's so worth it. I feel like there's most people who are into Breaking Bad have not taken the dive into Better Call Saul yet. And Which I say, is weird because it goes right in. Like it's a perfect, because we finished a Breaking Bad rewatch, which is what hyped me up for it. I was like, ah, I just finished Breaking Bad. I wish I had. Mm. Once I got to like midway through season one and I knew I was going to go watch, that's the best feeling in the world when you're like, I have five and a half seasons left and I'm in. Yeah. You just feel like like a warm blanket wrapped around you of like you don't have to play like because especially when you're married and you're like you get in front of the tv in bed you're like oh what are we gonna watch honey i can't decide (laughs) give me my pills (laughs) it's just like every and then it's like that becomes every night Mm. and then like you get in trouble because you watch too many of your own shows and the reality is when you we had breaking bad i'm sorry breaking bad rewatch like lucy'd seen it already i'd seen it already so neither of us were like that invested i was in but I needed something like this, and this was perfect. Yeah, it's the best. My next thought, I'm going to dive in on an X-Files rewatch. What do oh, you think? Oh, really? I mean, Friend I love of the that show feel. David Duchovny. The, did you watch the X-Files back in the day? I've never seen a single episode. I was going to say, I didn't think you had. The, I don't uh, hold me. Don't hold me. <laughs> that's a show like you could watch a good like greatest hits run of it. There's like a handful of episodes that still hold up. You don't need to watch the entirety of it. Although I loved it. How many seasons was it? I think like 10. And then they did the two oh, recent 10. newer seasons that don't count. But I think those were like abridged. Abridged. Um, er. Um, er. I. <sighs> we're a couple of sleepy boys again tonight in the second half, folks. We were cooking with gas in the beginning. Cooking. But I believe that we're out of reviews regardless. We could do a Better Call Saul deep dive on the Enough Patreon. Ooh, we need to chart, start just billing Monty for that, which yeah. for, for which you think, I think he gets a live stream feed of the show, high quality audio, and he gets Patreon content like where we discuss something specific that he really likes, like Jesus yeah. or... Um, We'll throw him some dick Harvard. pics. Harvard. the whole deal. What else does Monty like? Popcorn? Or no, not nachos. <laughs> yes. It's nachos. Homemade, of course. Ooh. Enough brand nachos. And frugality. Mm. Nachos and frugality, the Mike Montero story. Green light. Um, do you have plugs? I know. Let's. I'm going to give you a plug here. Scotty has been doing stand-up. Wow. And, um, this is true. And I need to get in there because... Mm. Like it's seeming to become a regular thing now. Mm. I'm loving it. I know it's. Uh, I heard through the grapevine it's going pretty well. I mean, some people has uh, got a couple yucks. You're too modest. <laughs> You're gonna give yourself nothing. Yeah. It looked to me from the video or photo that I saw that it was a good response to a reasonably sized crowd. Mm. Reasonable these, sized. These are open mics, so it's everyone says like 
to get any laughs is like a, a big win because they're not the most receptive of audience. It's just people, you know, just throwing stuff against the wall. Why the hell would you go to an open mic if you weren't receptive to laughing at comedians, like putting their fucking heart out? Well, that's the thing is most of the audience is just other comedians waiting to go up. Oh. So, so it's just like a sea of maniacs just like waiting for everyone else to finish so they can go up for lack of a... Interesting. <laughs> How much would you do? Five minutes? Three minutes. Three at minutes. This, at this one, the one last night. Three's enough. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's going okay. Yeah. I'm off the phone the first time or two I, I had my phone with me which people do but no phone at all nothing phone's gone hand notes nothing no notes nice dude it's all up here how many bits do you do like three are they like do you do like tag setup punchline like what like, like how do you write your jokes it's the it's mainly just like three stories that have like a couple nice bits or if i come will you do crowd work on me i will Awesome. <laughs> I've always wanted to go up. I'm so fucking envious. I like see this happening and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm. I'm like, maybe this will like light a little fire under me. Like, can I, like, let's go on tour. I'll open for you. I'm down. The enough, um, I don't know, extravaganza. <laughs> I still sure. say we should do a live podcast. I'm down. I think people would enjoy that thoroughly. Let's do it all. Because, yeah, it's, it's scary before you go up. But then once you get up, it's like, oh, this is fine. Once you're up there, it's, you just calm down, right? Yeah. That's I, I had to be like brought down. I went like above my time because I didn't see someone giving me the light, as they say. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for someone to like drag me off with a cane. I was no, that's great. Like, doing I'm sure thing. some fucking nerd with a bunch of jokes about Boston got annoyed mm. with his Ow. like re regurgitating his his TikToks. Regurgitating Gordon Wood, <sighs> which we'll be seeing next week. Oh right, air. air. I love that. Yeah, we got to do a live pod. I think that'd be fucking awesome. Green light. I don't know how that works though. Like, do we do we have guests? We could do like a sweeping guest. That seems to be just based on what other people do when they do a live pod. That seems to be a guest thing. Like rotating guests or the same guests throughout. I mean, either or. Like Opie and Anthony used to do it cool. They'd have like a like a little dais or panel of guests, and they'd have people swipe through. Yeah, that's like, the move. Did like. change people out. Yeah, like to actually have segments be like you'll come in we'll do this and right. we'll bring someone else in do this like we have this show's organized but i think if we were going to do it live in front of a bunch of people we'd have to tighten it up even more yeah no doubt all right um but either way keep doing it dude Thanks, proud buddy. of you love it genuinely bits aside mm. makes oh, yeah. brings me a lot of joy thinks maybe one day i will do it too because i'm fucking terrified of it okay please do it's not even this, like i could go up there and talk to them about fitness and like, or like about being sober or like whatever the fuck else I know about, like, you know, hating myself. Mm. But if it were trying to be funny and the jokes missed and I felt the joke miss in the room, it's like, oh. Yeah. Closest I've come to that was like my improv classes or my sketch writing class. And I remember what it felt like bombing there. Yeah. You get over it. Cause yeah, that did happen several times. I like landed the quote unquote punchline <laughs> and there was just silence. I was like, oh. Okay, moving along. <laughs> the, moving along. Yeah. But uh, I feel like I'd just get nervous and just start doing like Michael Richards at the Laugh Factory and then just clear the whole room. Yeah. It was funny. They were, like Dan and everyone was uh, having a laugh at this. There was one bit I did that like it got a big laugh and it was so unexpected to me. I like 
I had already started saying the next sentence, and I stopped and went, hey, thanks. Like, I thanked everybody for laughing. It was very silly. <laughs> that's charming. I like that. And then, that's nice. Yeah, and then that got a laugh. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is fun. Oh, geez. That's, that sounds awesome, man. He's in. I'm very there. Yes. All right. Um, so that's your plug. When are you going up again? Do you have a, a, a night in mind? Or do you I not mean, want to tell the whole audience and have some weirdo show up? No, I mean, maybe Monday. Ooh. That's the the mics are usually like weekday, like Monday through Wednesday. I actually things. don't think I have to wake up too early on tu- on Tuesday morning. So Ooh, let me know where it's at. Kid, you're in. Keep me in the loop. I'll make LD come too if we're if we don't have to wake up at fucking five. Hell yeah, that's it for me. My plugs are ankfit.com always. I revamped it a little bit to make it a little more accessible for the new location because mm. uh, I'm over, I'm here, over now. here now. He's over here. I was over there, and now I'm over here. here. (laughs) Make that part of the ad. (laughs) (laughs) We've moved. (laughs) I'm actually, no lie, contemplating hiring a crew to make a like Better Call Saul style commercial, and then airing it in like the Watertown movie theater and like a few other like shitty venues around here. That's great. That's so funny. I saw a commercial on TV the other day for a real lawyer who was like so Saul. Like he wasn't joking, but the commercial was so like shoddily done and yeah. like Better Call Saul. I was like, this is just perfect. That's why that shows. Which so is good. why we should just rent a camera and just go to my gym and just shoot like a bad commercial. Hmm. We'll hire uh, that team of uh, interns. <laughs> Those nerdy us. sides, like that one main guy. They're some of my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> when they go to the guitar store run by the Sklar brothers and like he does a slip in Jimmy. It's just such a fucking good show. I hope they do another Breaking Bad prequel that's about that team and what they were up to. Like how it's interwoven with like Walter uh, (laughs) R.J. Mitty and (laughs) fucking goddamn it. It'll continue his story through the lens (laughs) of Saul's cinematographers. That's a green light. Good stuff. Um, Is that enough? That's enough. I think that's enough. Folks, we'll be talking about Mario Brothers, Air, and who knows what else next week here on the program. Listen, buddy, I gotta go. Have a good one. You too. Bye, team. Oh, we're still going? Yeah. What do you got? I just found this tweet just because we're talking about Breaking Bad. Do a tweet. Think about how Hank is so bad at his job. He has a copy of Breaking Bad on DVD and he still couldn't figure out who Heisenberg was. I guess this is a screenshot from season five. There's a Breaking Bad season one DVD behind Jesse. Oh, that's funny. What a great Easter egg. Worth bringing up to end the show? Probably not. But folks, we'll see you next time. Right. Goodbye, Monty. Bye.